you know, in Hebrews it says Moses actually took the blood out of the animals, from the animals, from the sacrifice, and like slung it on the people. You guys ever read that scripture? Why would he put that in there? Why did those people need that animal's blood actually applied to them personally? And they put that in Hebrews? You wanna talk about supernatural protection? You cannot talk about supernatural protection unless you apply the blood of Jesus every single day, all right? And you know, we are in interesting times. You need to know what your weapons are. And this is gonna be really basic, all right? And let me tell you something. I I go back to these old timers that had more results back then than anyone was getting now. These people that I'm reading from, if you study out their lives, they had more results in operating in the power of God than anyone is getting right now. So why wouldn't you go back and see what they were saying for this type of situation? This is out of Grace Ryerson Ruse's book, okay? Spiritual Warfare, Grace Ryerson Ruse. Who knows who she is? I've read this in the service before. Um, This is right out of her book. I was sitting in my living room. This woman was a spiritual giant and was in danger many, many, many times in lawless countries. She was a missionary. And um, this is uh, one story she writes. I was sitting, deep prayer person, like the kind of person that gets assignments that prays all day. She was that kind of person, all right? Literally prayed all day. I was sitting in my living room praying when a vision, I saw the outside door open in a vision, a giant man step into the room, closing the door behind him. He had a sneering grin on his face, and in my heart, I knew he was a demon spirit. There's a spirit behind COVID-19, and there's a spirit behind the riots. There is. You ever heard of a riot spirit? All this, we don't understand, is spiritual. It's more real than what is the reality that's going on right now. It's more real, and it's what's causing it. So she knew this thing that walked into her house was a demon spirit. I ordered him to leave the house. He threw back his head and laughed mockingly. I repeated my order. Again, he just laughed, highly amused. I jumped out of my chair, faced him pointing to the door, and said, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. He roared with laughter, utterly unconcerned. Instance number one where the name of Jesus didn't work. We're going to talk about that. Okay? Coming back to that. Then to emphasize... I was nothing in his sight. He reached for me with his long arms, picked me off my feet, and cradled me against his chest like, I would, like one would a baby. I was indignant and began beating his head with my fist, ordering him with every breath to put me down. He laughed harder, overcome with mirth that I should even try to fight him. Look at his size. I didn't have a chance. I created so much fuss. He finally set me on my feet. I stood there looking at him, praying silently, Lord, what do I do? Immediately, 
I felt the handle of a long whip slipped in my, into my hand. See, she was discerning him. She had the gift of discerning the spirits, and she just saw him. She saw that demon spirit come into her house, and in the gift of discerning of spirits, actually felt a whip in her hand. Okay? I raised the whip representing the blood of my victorious Jesus. So the Lord slips a whip in her hand and said, this is what the blood does to Satan. Against demonic activity, this is what happens. This is what the weaponry looks like spiritually. This is what it does to him. He was startled but tried not to give a sign that he noticed the whip in my hand. But I knew the power of the whip and applied it to him faithfully with all the strength and determination I had. Notice she did not get her results immediately. She had to apply it to him. He kept up his bold front of unconcern and confident victory, but suddenly I noticed the mocking light in his eyes fade and an unwilling look of respect take its place. I immediately took courage, renewed my attack, commanding him on the authority, remember these words, on the authority of the blood of Jesus to leave my home at once. Seeking to deceive me to the end, he tried to hold his ground, but suddenly opened the door and fled. He opened the door and fled. And she has another story. Brother Carl Reynolds told us this incident years ago that meant much to me. He was holding an evangelistic meeting in a church. During his sermon, a hideous monster of a man walked into the church, walked down the aisle toward the pulpit. He recognized that he was seeing this creature with the eye of the spirit. He was, had discerning spirits. And that he was satanic. He, our brother instantly cried for the blood to cover him. The creature mocked him. This is in front of a congregation. Mocked him as he kept coming closer. The man kept sc- screaming, the blood, the blood, the blood. Our brother pointing a finger at him cried with force, the blood of Jesus. The demon spirit fell backward as though he had been struck got up, turned, and ran from the building. So this preacher sees it, you know. Kenneth Hagin would always, in his, in his prayer lines, would always look. Sometimes he would see something on someone that was there for healing. Not in them, but on them, right? Hanging around their neck or whatever. And he knew that demon had to be addressed before this person got their healing, It's the blood that Satan fears, and you have to identify the blood that you bring to your defense. It should be in your language every day. If it's not, then don't even ask me to come talk to me. If you've got a bunch of problems and you never apply the blood of Jesus to your life, I'll say, there it is, five-minute meeting. Start doing this. It will help. It's about the blood. It was Jesus who purchased us with his own blood. If he he didn't give his blood, he couldn't have purchased us. He had to bleed. And there's power in that. You know, one time my daughter uh, had a vision. It was open. It was not in her head. It was like it was really happening. She was in the girls' locker room down at Maranatha. For some reason, it was dark. And she was changing, and this was all a vision. And a large bird-type 
creature, um, probably 12 feet, was standing over her, right? She says, in the name of Jesus, you leave. This is like an eighth grader, right? In the name of Jesus, you leave. And it didn't leave. She started saying, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And it got smaller and smaller and smaller until it just disappeared. And so, you know, a few years ago, I just, I was asking the Lord about my house and property. I draw bloodlines around my house and property every day. What does that look like? The blood around my property is walls, okay, that go almost to the sky, and there's a dome covering the top. My point is, the Lord said, see that? That's from doing that twice a day, every day, for 23 years. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Rote Man, and let's write down a formula, and if you do this twice a day for this long, you know what I'm saying? But I do do it twice a day, and the Lord said, it builds. You just build on it every day. That's what's protecting your house right there. And so, but it builds. And you have to do it. And you have to do it, and it's not a long process. You know, I do a whole series called Blood Bought, Blood Taught three years ago. Pretty good timing. Four sessions. I prove that you have to speak the blood if you want to apply the blood. I've got a preacher that I've listened to a thousand of his messages thousand of them. I know them inside and out. I've used them. I've got another preacher. I've listened to 300 of his messages. And I, you know what? I should probably be carrying their bags. I would. I wouldn't carry their bags around the country for free, but if they paid me 15 bucks an hour, I'd carry their bags. <laughs> opposed to what I'm doing now. I would, just to see what they do and be around them. But I tell you what, they're wrong when they say the blood just has to be conscious, you gotta be conscious of the blood and you'll be protected of the blood. You have to apply the blood. They are wrong. You have to apply it. There's a series called Blood Bot Blood Talks and I can't prove all this, but look, can we just, I call it the Trinahakens Blood Confession. It's up online. We have numerous blood prayers about the blood of Jesus Christ protecting you, and they are tailor-made for what we're going through online on the Living Word website. And you might find them too detailed. You don't have to go that detailed. That's just what I do. All right? But I'm going to put a, a confession on the stage, right? Because there's no more power that right here than coming out of Living Word towards what's going on in that city. There's no more power right now, I sincerely believe, because we are going to do this together, and we are going to agree, and this is going to go into the city right now. Are you ready? This prayer, this prayer, I call it the Trina Haken's blood confession. It may not even be from her. I don't know. You ready? I'm going to put it up. The blood of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, purges Minneapolis, St. Paul. You say us, I'm going to say Minneapolis, St. Paul, every time I see us or our, Okay? from every defilement of the enemy. The blood of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ keeps and guards Minneapolis St. Paul's minds day and night. The blood of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ aborts every attempt of the enemy to deceive Minneapolis St. Paul. 
The blood of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ is our divine covering and protection against all the fiery darts of the devil. The blood of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ is alive and flowing throughout every area of our lives. It is so full of life and grace. It perfects that which concerns Minneapolis St. Paul, lining Minneapolis St. Paul up to the perfect will of God every day in every way. We fear not for the snow of Minneapolis St. Paul and their families because all their households are doubly clothed in scarlet. The blood over your city, okay? Over your leaders, over your house, property, identity, car, money, bank account, children. Real simple, you got just about covered everything right there, didn't you? You just, I mean, it doesn't have to be some long, drawn-out thing, all right? But if you're not doing this, I don't mean, I'm not condemning anyone. You need to start, all right? If you're talking about supernatural protection. Um, the Israelites painted the blood of the lamb on their doorpost, and what did it do? They physically painted the blood of the lamb on their doorpost. The blood of the lamb. Was that on purpose? Is God trying to put something? Take the blood of the lamb, put it on your doorpost, and you'll be protected from the spirit of death. Do you think we could do that today, possibly? That was a type and a shadow of the blood of Jesus being applied. You know, on the name of Jesus, though, Kenneth Higgins' book, The Name, my daughter used it, it did not work. Grace Ryerson Ruse used it, it did not work. We're talking about weapons. I just gave you one weapon. I preach hours on that weapon, okay? You need to apply the weapon every day. Do you guys wear this? Because people don't know this. I heard Jimmy Evans preach a little bit of this and I was so happy. I was like, wow, somebody besides Billy Brim teaches this and Mark Ankins. You know, Colossians 3, 17, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. What? The Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul gave these instructions to the church. Whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord, Jesus. Kenneth Hagin says in the book, In the Name of Jesus, if you sweep the floor, sweep it in the name of Jesus. If you wash your hands, wash it in the name of Jesus. Wash them. If you make beds, make them in the name of Jesus. Teach Sunday school, teach in the name of Jesus. If you sing a song, sing it in the name of Jesus. If you play an instrument, play it in the name of Jesus. If you work at a service station, haven't heard that word in a long time, Work there in the name of Jesus. If you work in a factory, work in the name of Jesus. Whatever you do in word or deed, you're supposed to do it in the name of Jesus. I don't do that. I don't do, whatever I do, I don't do in the name of Jesus. I have a habit of using the name of Jesus in all my prayers. I can say it, it's there, it's there, it's there. But do I do it in everything I do? Am I using the name of Jesus, right? 
I'm trying to tell you why it doesn't work for a lot of us at times. And the blood, just for me and for my daughter, and obviously in that instance for Grace Rice and Ruth, was immediate. It was quickly. But that doesn't mean we give up on the name of Jesus. In the early days of the church, they were taught to do all things in the name. Everywhere they went, they were conscious of the name. No wonder the people outside the church feared that name. The authorities who took Peter and John into custody after healing the man at the gate, beautiful, look at what they said to him, Acts 4, 17 and 18, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. Just stop using the name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. You can do whatever you want, just don't use the name. Imagine if we could just use the name and people started to figure out things happened when we used it every time we used it. Right? And so, listen, the name of Jesus is presenting all that he is. Okay? Can I read something to you? Let me just make sure here. Look. John 16, 23 and 24. When that time comes, you will ask nothing of me. You will need not to ask me no questions. Assure you, solemnly, I tell you, that my Father will grant you whatever you ask in my name. You know what that amplifies says that means in the Greek? In my name? As presenting all he is. Every time you use the name of Jesus, what are you doing? You're giving a presentation of everything he is. But it doesn't work because I just, I'm not presenting anything. I'm not presenting the name. I'm saying it out of rote. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why else does it not have power? Let's just be straight. How many times have you used the name and not gotten your prayer answered? Well, we're coming at it from the wrong direction. Listen, and the final part here, it's called the keys to the kingdom. All right? If I could have Matthew 16, 18, and 19. This is, you want supernatural protection? I do this every day. I exercise the keys to the kingdom every day. I can honestly tell you doing this every third day with a, with a girls high school basketball team had a major hand in getting me two state championships in a row because they knew what it did and they used it as a weapon because they knew there were demons that were against them and had, they had to be sub, put into subjection. You know, um, he says unto Peter, Matthew 16, 18, Thou art, Peter, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Think about this. The gates of hell, I didn't know they moved around. So Peter is assaulting the gates of hell. Do you, do you ever get anywhere the gates of hell moving? Do they move? So Peter is assaulting the gates of hell. And, and, and they're not going to prevail against him. How? Hint, hint. Next verse. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Here it is. 
Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Okay? This takes me... I go too far. I'm too detailed. You could do this in three minutes a day. And if you don't do it in three minutes a day, you're not covering yourself. Because it's a spiritual war. And he says we have authority over those demons. And the Bible's very clear what we do with the demons, what we say to the demons. Ephesians 1, 20 and 22. Let's go 21. Far above all principalities and powers, might and dominion. Do you know what that is? Those are demons. Those are ranks of demons. Study it out principalities, powers, might, and dominion, and every name that is named. He's put all things under his feet, gave him to be head over all things to the church. Wait, he's over those things. Though We're over those things. Put all things under his feet, gave him to be head over all things to who? To us? They're under our feet. Why aren't they under our feet? Why are they not under our feet? Because we're not exercising it. We're not exercising it. I mean, I can just go scripture after scripture, Ephesians 6, 12. You're not wrestling with flesh and blood. The riots have nothing to do with flesh and blood. COVID-19 has nothing to do with flesh and blood. But against the despotisms, the powers against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, ranks of demons again. That is your enemy. The Bible is saying that is who you address if you want results. Well, I have a whole thing on Colossians, but I'm not gonna, I'm gonna skip that. Talk to me here, Lord. Okay. Okay, I'm going back to Grace Ruse again, right? Okay, these books I got were so cool. Because one day, a, a large stack of books about three years ago came in on my desk and it said, for Lynn Hammond. And I looked at them, they were all Grace Ryerson Ruse books. And I figured out, this is like an old school lady, right? Like this lady, I think she's, Billy Brim sent this to her. So unfortunately, mom never saw those books. <laughs> and I've been teaching out of those books for like five years, okay? But I'm going to read to you what she says about this prayer, the keys to the kingdom. Followers of Jesus Christ are not pacifists, although many believers and many in the world seem to think so. The Word of God calls them warriors, soldiers, as such militant titles signifying there is a battle. Listen to these scriptures. Fight the good fight of faith. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight, not as one that beateth the air. Are you beating the air? If you're not binding and loosing, you're beating the air. You're probably losing. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teacheth my hands to war, my fingers to fight. We are further commanded, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Be sober, vigilant, because your adversary, you have an adversary. Yes, there is a devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. 
If he could have devoured you, he would have already devoured you. He's looking for permission to devour you. And he devours the people that don't do what I'm about to talk to you about. They get devoured. Our battles cannot be fought with carnal weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So you have weapons. They're not physical. The weapon, I mean, I've just, tons of scriptures. Listen to this. Years ago, Grace Ryerson Ruse, a mother came to me to pray about a situation in her family. I promised to, but when I went to prayer and began to take authority over the works of the devil, the Lord said, this is not your battle. Refused to let me stand in for her. God was requiring that this mother fight her own battle, and when she did not, she was not delivered. Quoting Grace Ruse directly, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. But the Lord will not permit someone else to bear a burden. He intends you should shoulder yourself. As a parent, you, are, you, are, you have the most, in my opinion, the most ability to shoulder the burden for your kids in prayer. Do you know what I'm saying? She goes on to say, God has no hot house plant. She means greenhouse. He exposes all the trees of his planting to winds and storms and trial and testing and seeks to put strength in us by teaching in the efficacy of his atoning blood. I just remembered I'm not allowed to come down on the, on the thing. So he told me to stay up here. He would share the keys of the kingdom with us and let us bind and loose to the consternation of the devil. She goes on to say, but too many of God's people specialize in sparing themselves to stand in the heat of a satanic battle enforcing your word of testimony over all the words and lies the enemy takes some doing. And I know I'm all into grace. I'm all into the righteousness of God. I'm all into not working for it, not having self-effort, but you're gonna have to do some things regardless of grace or not. We're talking about things you need to be doing. Too many of us do not want to be involved if we're careless about receiving the truth to our authority and lay aside these weapons. I'm talking about the name, the blood, the prayer of binding and loosing, the keys to the kingdom. You're going to be a victim. If we were in a burning building, and we knew of a fire escape at the hand. Just right over here, there's a fire escape. The, burning is building the, the building is burning down. Wouldn't we look like absolute fools to cry for God to deliver us when there's a fire escape right here? Would it be God's fault? Yeah, a lot of people just say it's God's fault. When someone dies and, and these prayers are not covering and have not covered, or they discover this prayer, three days before the person's supposed to die and start praying it right then, yeah, it can work, but these things build up. Prayer builds up. Would it be God's fault or failure of his promises if we perished in the flames for not using a fire escape? She says a very precious saint sat under this teaching for several years. She resisted partaking of the truth that binding and loosing power had been granted unto her 
and she never did exercise these weapons. She even told me she got her prayers answered. The day came when her lovely daughter, for whom she had such great plans, ran away with a married man. Just before this, the Lord in his faithfulness to her had me renew her the teaching of the authority of the believer. That's what we're talking about, using your authority. But again, she turned away from it. Time passed, she managed to accept the situation with her daughter, but the enemy who had not been bound was not through with her. Next, her husband, who had lived so faithfully for God up to this point, backslid in the process of time. The devil still loose to do anything he desired, separated them. A divorce went through, and he married another woman immediately. Did God fail this woman? God, please, please help my situation. Just help me. Help me. No. I bind the principalities and the powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world that will come against my children. The spirits of deception, fear, worry, doubt, unbelief. I bind any accident or injury that's assigned to their lives in the name of Jesus Christ, on the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ. She prayed, she prayed fervently, but the prayer will not substitute for rising up in the name of Jesus and the binding the power of the devil to play havoc in Minneapolis, St. Paul. God has provided the weapons and the truth and the knowledge to apply them, but we refuse the armor and the weapons and stand in our burning building calling on God to deliver us because we refuse to take the way of escape. It must grieve the heart of God to watch such wasteful destruction of his precious people, and yet he also must wonder at our sought ways that will not bend to obey him. That's Grace Rifes and Ruth. It's not our privilege to accept or reject the word of God to us. We either accept it and are blessed or we reject it and we are cursed. If today with everything green and conducive to pleasing the Lord in all things, while we have the opportunity to try his weapons and learn their power, we cannot run, we cannot contend, we would rather not stand, we just select to be just observers rather than warriors. What will be our state when the enemy comes in like a flood? I think he's here like a flood. I think he's here like a flood. If we could not battle him now, we'll never do it then, and we'll be fearfully overcome, and we will be victims. The Lord tells us, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Do you know some people in Kentucky, you know, they're actually handling snakes tomorrow morning because of that scripture? I give you power to tread on snake, serpents, and scorpions. But do you know I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions, types of demon power, and all, over all the power of the enemy is, is, means demons. Snakes and scorpions. He's talking about demons. The Amplified even calls it demons. Types of demon power. This is his will for us. This is what he wants. Hallelujah. You know, to think about the devil's thoughts brings darkness and oppression 
and it will finally bring error. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Um, Kenneth Hagin says in his book, The Triumphant Church, a, a woman in, 19, in the 1952 vision didn't guard her mind and it caused her to go into error. I was kneeling in the kitchen of the parsonage praying with that pastor for whom I was holding the meeting. As I said, this pastor was this woman's former husband. When I asked Jesus why he showed me this vision, he said, I want to show you first all how the devil, demons, or evil spirits get a hold of people, even believers. But I want to show you to command the demon that's in this, this woman to stop harassing, intimidating, and deterring the ministry of my servant, this pastor. And the Lord called the name of that woman's ex-husband, the pastor I was praying with. This pastor had never said a word to him. You know, this pastor's wife was harassing him back in the 50s. She was coming to town and just trashing him, trashing his ministry, telling lies about him, hurting his church. So the Lord tells Hagen, he puts this woman on, on Hagen's heart. Jesus told Hagen in the vision, I couldn't deal with the woman myself. For no one, not even God, has authority over the human spirit because we have free will. I did have authority over the evil spirit that was influencing the woman. Okay? He told me that I could deal with the evil spirit that was influencing her because that demon was hindering his servant, the pastor, in the work of the ministry. I found out later she had been calling her former husband, this pastor, threatening to come to town. And make trouble for him. As a member of the body of Christ, I had authority over the devil that was hindering and coming against this pastor. That didn't mean this woman would be delivered of this evil spirit because she didn't want to be delivered. This is from a distance now. He's taking care of a spirit on someone else from a distance. She wanted that demon, and she didn't want to give it up. But by dealing with the evil spirit that was influencing her, the demon could no longer harass and intimidate the pastor through her. I said, how do I deal with her? Can I tell you what he did? This is probably the most important part. The Lord said, you just simply say, and he wrote down the exact words, you foul spirit that is operating and manifesting yourself in the life of this pastor or in the life of this woman, and Jesus called the woman's name. Paul said, I do not cease to pray, make a mention of you in my prayers. All you have to do is mention them. Mention them. Call the woman's name. From intimidating, harassing, and deterring the ministry of this pastor. I command you to stop in your operations against him. I command you to cease and desist in your maneuvers in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, is that all I have to do? Jesus said, that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. But Lord, she's in another state, I said. The Lord replied, there's no distance in the spirit realm. You can command a devil to stop harassing, intimidating, or deterring someone who's in another state, and he'll have to stop in his operations against that person. 
So I dealt with that evil spirit that was working through that woman, just as Jesus told me to do. And when I spoke to the demon, he answered me. We're not expecting an answer, are we? Well, we won't go into that. But Jesus had told me I would begin to see and hear in the realm of the spirit. Do you even, you know, I asked God, I just want to see everything that's going on around me. Just give me, a, just give me a shot, a quick snapshot. All the demons, all the angels, just let me see it. You can't handle it, he says. You, can't ha- you couldn't handle a view like that. I'm not going to do that. I think if I could pick the, one of those gifts, I'd pick that one. That I could have it anytime I wanted, discerning of spirits. The pastor didn't see or hear anything, but I both saw and heard that spirit as it spoke to me. Okay, look. Remember in Paul, I'm going to paraphrase this, Acts 16, 16 through 19. This woman started following, following Paul around. She was a slave girl, possessed by a spirit of divination, claiming to foretell the future. And she brought her owners much gain by foretelling the future. She kept following Paul and the rest of us, shouting, these men are the servants of the Most High God. They announce to you the way of salvation. And she followed them for days, yelling that, yelling that. It was like a mocking thing. It was a mocking thing. These men serve the Most High God. Right? She's following around town. Check this out. Was Paul in a good place? No, he wasn't. Listen to what he says. Verse 18. After she did this for many days, Paul, being sorely annoyed, worn out, turned and said to the spirit, I charge you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. That's all he said. Gone. Okay? Are we operating in this over your family? over your house, over your health, over, you know, you can have, there can be an accident spirit assigned to someone's life. You ever seen that person that gets in an accident every four to five months? You ever seen that? That's a spirit assigned to their life. And it will not go away until they deal with it, personally. And so, I'm just trying to, you know, we talked about the blood, we talked about the name of Jesus, as in, when you, when you use it, think about what you're presenting. His love, his joy, his peace. The fact that he counts every hair on your head, knows exactly how many hairs are on your head right now. Right? Presenting everything he is. And then binding and loosing. And I want to show you this prayer out of prayers that avail much, okay? I'm sorry. It's going to be more interesting next week, but we had to cover the basics, the fu- We had to cover the fundamentals of protection. These are the fundamentals of protection along with with Psalm 91. I'm telling you, it is. I've seen it. I, I poll people. Do you do this? How often do you do this? You know what I'm saying? I wanna know what you're doing. If they come in and they've got a major thing, what are you doing, what are you not doing? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, this is a lost prayer. Binding and loosing is a lost prayer. This is out of the book, Prayers That Avail Much. Okay? I do this, it takes me five minutes to do this a day. I don't even do it like this anymore. But this will show you what it's all about. Okay? 
Every time you see a blank, you put us or me in there. I'm just going to read the first paragraph. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come boldly to your throne of grace. Present us before you. Present you before you. You before him. Your kids before him. Minneapolis before him. St. Paul before him. All our leaders before him. The riots before him. Everyone down there right now before him. We present them before you. We stand in the gap and intercede on behalf of them. You can add any name you want in there. Just mention the name. Knowing that the Holy Spirit within me takes hold together with me against the evils that would attempt to hold Minneapolis St. Paul in bondage. We unwrap Minneapolis St. Paul from the bonds of wickedness with our prayers. We take our shield of faith. We quench every fiery dart the adversary would bring against Minneapolis St. Paul. Father, you say whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So you say for us to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. So we speak to you, Satan, to the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness, the spiritual wickedness in high places, and demonic spirits assigned to those riots in Minneapolis, spirits of division, spirits of deception, spirits of anger, wrath, bitterness, violence, hatred, murder. We bind you and we rebuke you and we resist you with the blood of Jesus Christ. We loose you from your assignments on Minneapolis St. Paul. And this is how you finish it. Ministering spirits of God. Dad's been talking about angels. You're ordering the angels right now. Go forth into Minneapolis, St. Paul, and provide the necessary help and assistance for peace and wisdom and unity. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This is a long document it's, it's online, on the website. It's actually seven minutes because it's all word. I do a version of what we just did every day over my family, over the city, over you. It's called the prayer of binding and loosing. Jesus said it's the keys to the kingdom. Okay? This is out of prayers that avail much. Okay? Can we flip down to that very bottom paragraph, you guys, because I'm going to, you're going to see something on this thing. If you look it up online, okay, <laughs> you'll see somewhere on here where it says name the spirits. You don't have to name the spirits. There's times Jesus named the spirits. I could give you answers on why he did. There was a specific reason he asked, but you don't have to name the spirits if you study it out. Okay, but you know what? I put names in there. I put names in there, things that I deal with, things that I've seen, things that I know that are in the Bible. There's a spirit of accusation. There's a spirit of condemnation, embarrassment, intimidation, revenge. There's something called the unloving spirit. There's a spirit of self-pity, addiction, confusion, Jezebel, jealousy, oppression, self-deception, unforgiveness, deceit, lying, covetousness, fear. There's a spirit of pride, poverty, self-hate, and worry. There's a spirit of anger, infirmity. There's generational spirits and curses that you are redeemed from. There's a spirit of lust, rebellion, strife, bitterness, depression, narcissism, murder, rejection, and suicide. And I always add, and any spirit or spirits behind any sickness, disease, virus, coronavirus, disaster, accident, or injury. I know that's really detailed, right? But it helps me, right? 
Because there's always a spirit of accusation chasing me around. It's either getting me to accuse others or feeling accused by others that you're always just kind of fighting against. You're naming them and remembering what's coming at you. I'm not saying you have to name them. You can do a, a lesser version of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get you to plead the blood daily. Minimum, plead the blood daily over your house, property, your children, cars, identities, bank accounts, money, health, bodies. Use the name of Jesus like it's supposed to be used. So I'm gonna start trying to do it in everything I do. And I, you, you have to bind, bind and loose the devil. You've been given weapons, all right? And it's your fault if you don't use the weapons on a daily basis, it's entirely your fault. Or at least when the Holy Spirit tells you to use them, okay? We've prayed three prayers. We prayed the prayer of agreement. We prayed a prayer uh, with the, involving the blood of Jesus over the church. And we just prayed the prayer of binding and loosing, which is taking our authority, okay? And so we're just, dad's gonna come back next week. He's gonna finish the service. And I felt like, I just, honestly, I just could not get going tonight, you guys. What is the problem? What's going on? Do I change, do I change sermons tomorrow? Should I come, come in with the love of God or something? Psalm 91 again, what? The blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, and binding and loosing are major weapons that are overlooked. And they're not used. And why did all the old schoolers write about it, use them, and get more results than we're getting now? And there was no grace message then. We actually have more knowledge than they had then at those times, in my opinion. There's been more revelation. There wasn't even a faith message then. Are you aware of that? Faith was a dirty word in the 70s. I'm talking about the 50s. They had less information but they used these things and had more results, okay? 